0: I bet
1: they're really getting
2: confidence now. It is for the
1: <laughs> and the ball taken out by West Virginia back the other way. The Mountaineers took it out of his hands. The running rebs are going to wrap this one up in easy fashion.
0: All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cutting the Cooge. We are we have a few things going on today, but first I'll. Point it over to you, Cuddy. How you doing today?
1: It's all good, Cooch. All good. Everything's well, we, good. We're kind of...
0: We got a busy summer, yes. so you might not hear from us as consistent as usual, but we're doing our best. We got traveling retirees and bachelor parties and one and a half year olds. So we're doing what we can, but I have to say this episode was inspired by my parents' neighbors, Nick and Jen, if you're listening. Thanks for the inspo. Because they listened to our original episode. If you haven't heard it, it's episode fourteen. It's called "You Know What They Say About Karma," because we talked about some of the notorious Griswold stories and shenanigans that happens to the Cuddy all the time.
1: Not all the time, just on occasion. On occasion, (laughs) but it's been through the more
0: occasions than the average there. And we have some guests in town who have been around for a lot of these shenanigans, so we thought we'd bring them on. They're also the parents of producer Chase, and they happen to be my godparents as well, Jim and Paula Cunningham. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Maggie.
1: Yeah, welcome, guys. Thanks, Meg. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Cody. Cody, yeah, Cutty. that's it. Yeah, no, we've. Uh... This is kind of nice, you know. I, I think you know I've talked about this before. We, you know, being the only child, um, you know, I never had all these experiences with family like I've had with the Cunninghams through the years, and uh, it kind of all started. I don't know if I've ever said this, but it all started when I first met my wife Annette. She invited me down for Thanksgiving dinner. I think that would have been like 1981. And usually my Thanksgivings were very mellow. Like we'd eat sit on the couch, watch football. Nobody, my dad never said nothing. My uncle never said nothing. Whoever said, nobody <laughs> said anything. People just sat around. And I went to the Cuttinghams for my first Thanksgiving. And I remember leaving there, driving away. And my head was buzzing because <laughs> it was nothing but chaos. I People bet you, you were
3: hungry too when you left.
1: I was hungry when I. <laughs> A lot of mouths to feed. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was definitely an experience. And so all these years later, you know, dealing with all this stuff, we've had some pretty exciting times with the Cunninghams.
0: <laughs> yeah, we that leads me into a good segue to our experience around family gatherings and games. And in our family, those both of those things can be intense for a variety of reasons, mostly because of the level of people involved. Usually there's like, so my mom has... She's one of seven, and then all five of the seven all have at least two, mostly three children. So when we get together, it's a big ordeal, and everybody is competitive, and everybody cheats.
2: A lot of strong personalities.
4: <laughs> so yeah, because Annette is super competitive, and just a little bit about her. So we would we went. Um, I don't know if you guys went with us. We went canoeing or kayaking in the in vegas what's that wilson beach or whatever it is oh down yeah there. yeah
1: willow beach willow beach yeah. yeah
4: so we were going along and i think were you in our canoe? i sat on the floor remember I yeah didn't get a bench. well so me and annette and paula were in the same canoe and anytime anybody started to get ahead of us and it's like "Row faster faster <laughs> we're not gonna let them beat us so yeah there's a lot of competition in our family like we don't like me and annette probably the most competitive we don't like to lose you know, probably even worse than, win, you know, yeah. the fun of winning, big deal, but losing men just hate
0: it. Well, that reminds me of a good Griswold story when my parents fell out of a canoe in yes. ice cold water.
1: That <laughs> Tell that a... story. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was along the Willow Beach. We were down at Willow Beach and that had this, when she owned the flower shop, she had this idea to take her staff on a canoe trip <clears throat> down Willow Beach, Um, which is listening it's below the hoover dam and you go like seven miles to get to this willow beach and they drop you off at the hoover dam and then you just go down and it's not really you know any like rapids or anything but it's it's you know a long way well Well, it's
0: on the colorado river right yeah it's on the colorado cold
1: it's always the water temperature is never above 60 it's like 55 and that morning we're driving there and I, i you know again nobody listens to me but i'm like This is not a very good idea because it was windy. It was like 30, 40. You know how the wind blows. Wait,
0: I have to pause. Pause the story because I forgot to mention this at the beginning. Nick and Jen, again, if you're listening. So they're talking about our episode. They're like, yeah, you know, we were listening. And it's just amazing how... Calm and cool and collected, your dad handles this situation. I was like, <laughs> that is not the case. He is drama. <laughs> Just as you heard. Nobody listens to me. Yeah, well. Okay, <laughs> continue.
1: I said it's not it's a windy. good idea. The wind's blowing, <laughs> you know, and of course, and that oh, it'll be okay, it'll be fine. So we get in the canoe and we're going, you know, we're we're going down there. And her driver Henry and her other two designers that, you know, and all of a sudden the wind got really big gust of wind comes across and that's in the front and she's going and all of a sudden her hat flies off and it goes by me like this so i reach to get the hat <laughs> whoop Canoe flips right over in the middle of the river, <laughs> and Annette, I mean both of us, meet cell like,
0: phones go to the bottom, <gasps> all the stuff.
1: We can't get our breath, you know. And I'm I'm holding on to Annette. I'm like, just relax, we're gonna get there. And she, you know, she had a whole purse goes to the bottom of the river, and then her staff, they come, you know, by us, and we're yelling at them, like, hey, hey. and and they're they're like. Hey. They're waving like we're screwing around. Like we're, you know, we meant to jump in the water. The canoe's upside down. So we start, you know, finally got our breath. I mean, literally, I couldn't breathe for like 30 seconds. It was how cold it was. And we start going, (laughs) you know, pulling ourselves to the shore. And We finally get up on the shore. Then her driver, Henry, comes over and helps us. How deep was the water? Well, we couldn't touch until we got to the, and you know, (laughs) it's pretty rapid. And thank God we had the canoe to hold on to. And then we got out of the water. And of course, it's, the wind's blowing 40. It's freezing cold. But you know how it is in, outside, you know, it's so dry. Like we started drying off pretty quick. And, and Annette's like, come on, she, we're doing push-ups and jumping jacks to kind of keep warm. Well, my
0: mom said when she was telling me the story, she's like, I thought of Bear, Bear Grills, And I thought. Just take all your clothes off and start doing push-ups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: In so front of was, her staff. <laughs> but then we had to flip the... You know, we had to get the canoe flipped over, and that's when Annette's like, oh, no, I didn't tie my purse down. <laughs> we lost her purse. You know, all the driver's license, the whole deal.
3: Who had the car keys?
1: I think we were okay with oh, that. Okay. I, yeah, I, I believe. But, yeah, because we, we did. but uh, So then we had to flip the canoe. We were only two miles into this seven mile journey and now we got five miles to go down that I could I was so happy when that was over I said I'm, I'm never going to
0: please for our audience tell us how calm cool and collected you were
1: what do you mean I was calm cool. And cl- <laughs> <Yeah>. we survived <laughs> I kept telling that breathe just breathe <laughs> breathe try <laughs> to breathe <laughs> I mean, I could not get my breath. It, uh, you talk about a shock to your body now, and it imagine. was cold.
0: Well, speaking so. of a shock to your body and swimming issues,
1: oh, we yeah. got to
0: cut to Jim's triathlon experience.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll start this because this is another great story. Yeah, it's great. So Jim's sister, Shan, is coming out to Phoenix, and they're going to do this triathlon.
0: No, it was in Vegas, wasn't it? No. No, it was in Phoenix. Oh, okay. Phoenix.
1: Yeah, it was in Phoenix. Yeah. And so, me, you know, we go down for it. We're all excited and everything. Well, we get down there and get to Jim's house. And I got back and Jim's working on his bike. And I, and I, I on the way down, I told him, I said, is Jim ever like, is he a swimmer? <laughs>
0: but, but to be fair, Jim's like a fit guy. Yeah. Like, you know, know. Jim d- works. But it don't out. matter
1: if you don't swim, you could be as fit as a fiddle. <laughs> <Yeah. It's> a <laughs> and you ain't different. making yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Swim is a lot
4: different. Like, <laughs> now you say that. All so, oh, I had no idea was get myself into.
1: So, <laughs> so I got down there, and we're out back. I'm drinking a beer. Jim's just sitting there, you know, working on his bike. And I'm like, Jim, did you really train, like, swimming on this? No. <laughs> and i I'm immediately thinking, oh, But boy, he's this. no
0: with confidence, like, nah, I'll be fine. Know, yeah,
1: I'll be okay. And I'm thinking, boy, this is going to be a blast.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I was pretty confident about it. I felt pretty sure that, ah, yeah, I run, like, four or five miles every other day. And, you know, I'm not really worried about that. I've been riding my bike and doing this and that, Thankfully, it was a pool that I could touch the bottom. <laughs> it was only yeah. like a five foot pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that first. I don't know, 25 yards or whatever. I was like, holy cow, because everybody's going by me. You know, as they're swimming by, water's (laughs) splashing up my face. And I don't know how to swim, like put your head in the water and, you know, do the regular type swim. I'm just a swim with my head above water. And I was using all this energy and all this water in my face. And people go, because they ask you, hey, so, you know, get in where you think you can your paces or whatever. And I go, I don't know, six minutes. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I was more like the 12 to 15. Was
3: and with I think me. you only made it like two laps before it started. Like it wasn't well, even, it was, what
0: were they like? It was. laps. Yeah.
1: You know, they had the lanes. Yeah. So there was like six lanes in this pool. And Jim started out and I, I mean, I, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, shit, he's done. He's done. Exactly, his like face started lap. turning red right when he got to the first lap, and then he goes under the rope. He starts going back the next one, <laughs> and the best part is when he flipped over on his back. <laughs> that was like the last 50 yards.
0: Well, not to mention, also, not to mention there's like a million other people. There's, It's like tidal waves in this pool. Like, Yeah, there
4: were a ton of people. In there <laughs> the most so what's most embarrassing that you guys don't even know about so one of my bosses <laughs> was there actually running the event that he did like triathlons and stuff then <laughs> he he's like yeah i don't know you did this and i said like, oh yeah and then you know then i am i was basically on my back and all i had left you know the energy i had left was just my fingers i could just
1: <laughs> swish along and, it <laughs> and, then again, and jim kept trying to hold on to the ropes and the, you know they have the 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 people the security guys there making sure everybody's fair. They could get off the ropes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> got to keep going. Got to keep.
1: He's pulling the ropes like he's climbing up a ladder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> was the swim the first event?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. yeah not my proudest moment. It was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, it was tough. But then
3: Shan she. Uh,
4: well, yeah, because Shan was a swimmer.
3: She got through it no problem, and then she waits for you, and she's waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. You got out of the pool. You just like
0: bypassed her. Walked over to the bike. Give her a second look. Yeah, she's like, uh, I waited for him, and he, he took. Did. off. Uh, <laughs> <competitiveness>.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Sham was not very happy because no. she yeah. was because she w- probably waited for Jim for like fifteen minutes, oh, for, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then Jim just blows by her with the run and the biking.
4: When's yeah. I get out, When's I get out of the race? Water? He's probably thinking, I got to redeem. Jeez, oh, yeah. yeah, I got in that water. And it was a hellhole.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> Shan's best event was swimming. Yeah, so she yeah. was breezed through that. But then we, uh, my dad had a little the bike. <laughs> then the biking. Oh,
1: Did god. you
3: run then and then bike? No, no I think the biking. was so- The bike was next. Yeah, the rooms yeah. next. Nice. Yeah, so tell him about we
1: were. Oh the my bike's god. You know, it's just one of those days where once I start laughing, I can't quit laughing. So now we and I'm still laughing from Jim's episode in the swimming pool. So we walk over to the bike start, you know, and everybody's grabbing their bikes and they're getting on their bikes. And these two guys, actually one guy was from Vegas who later on, I, I, I met him or I seen him in Vegas and I recognized him. <laughs> they both get on their bikes and there's, sp- there's a speed bump there. And, um, and both those guys take off and the one guy hits the speed bump and. Kind of gets going a little cockeyed, and the other guy runs in his tire. Well, when he, the way he hit his tire, it like flipped him right over the handlebars. And as the guy's going, as, I mean, I'm standing there like, we're like right there. ten feet, from him, and the guy's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and he hit the ground, and I lost it. I had, I felt bad because I didn't know if they were hurt or not, but I had to leave. I was laughing. <laughs> Heart. Oh God, that was such a fun day to watch everybody's disasters. Yeah. I felt good about somebody else having a Griswold yeah. moment. <laughs> yeah. no
0: kidding. Exactly. I like to take it back to the family games for a minute because I feel like we skipped over that a, a tad, and it's important, and also speaks to the degree of intensity of the cuddy over here. One game in particular, I can remember. So we're gathering at our aunt Pete's house in Iowa. And somebody's like, "Oh, let's play this game called Nuts." Well, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like you're in teams of two, and each team has their own like solitaire going on, but then in the middle there's a big solitaire. So like very your team, it's a very complicated all game. The, all the people that we had involved it was, a was like too complicated. There was like 12 teams playing. Yeah, and everybody's screaming and hollering. So <laughs> Much to my dismay, I am like, "Dad, you want to be my partner?" <laughs> Bad choice of partner. So one person like handles the deck, and the other person's like pointing at, like, "Okay, put this card here, put this card here." So I'm the person handling the deck, and my dad's the "put this card here" guy, and he's like, "Cooch, cooch, put it here, put it here, cooch, cooch." Oh my god, over here, over here. I'm like, I'm trying to have a glass of wine. I'm trying to chill. My heart rate, my heart's pounding.
1: <laughs> well, oh, my God. A lot of that, though, is stimulated by, by Jim and Annette's mom, who cheats. <laughs> well, my dad cheats, too. I start cheating. Too. And, <laughs> they and all Annette cheat. cheats. And then Chris, who's another sister, she gets really She's angry the cheater when cheater police, cheat, And she wants to quit. And it's just a <laughs> vicious cycle. Yeah, they're
0: like, and ah! I'm, like, the people who don't like the cheating are like, I'm not playing with you guys anymore. You guys, I'll cheat. Unless there's no cheating, it's no playing. And then the cheaters are like, I'm not cheating. I didn't cheat. And meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. there's like cards sticking out from under their leg. You're like, oh, really? <laughs> Your you're mom's not always- cheating? <laughs> Jerry, you're cheating. <laughs> my, my mom? Yeah. 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 The best cheater
3: yeah. I have ever seen in- She's yeah, she's the most
0: she's sly, the b- yeah. sly <laughs> cheater because yeah.
3: I, w- I witnessed it. She didn't know I was watching her, and I could, I watched her
0: like do it, and I was like, Wow, you are good. At this. <laughs> she's a good cheater, keep that in Is mind. She doesn't
1: even like to play board games, yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah. yeah it's fun. fun times with that stuff, but
4: yeah, she's a silent assassin,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, during those gatherings, too, it's again with all the people and everything, we. It just, yeah, it's a lot. And then we also have the non-participants who don't like to play. They just sit over. The peanut <laughs> the gallery. The peanut gallery. And usually the motivation to play games is to watch Jerry. Yeah.
3: I know. You would always say, and then we can play this game and my dad will play. Because yeah. he's always this, somebody to watch. Yeah. It makes you laugh, especially when he gets laughing. Uh, and yeah. all bets are off.
0: Yeah.
4: Was it, was it Scatagoys? Is that the one? You guys said it was. The
3: Heads thing. up.
4: I thought it was Scatagoys too when we did that. You had to do
0: the acting out of things, but. Yeah. I can't remember. Well, in Heads Up, it's uh, that one where you put it on your head and, like, it's like, guess what the people, what's on your head. And again, for Nick and Jen, my dad, the non chillest guy ever, you're like, you have it on your head and he's like, <laughs> say it's like elephant. He's like, it's big and gray. And you're like, "Uh, a boat. Big and gray. Uh, <laughs> He just keeps repeating the same thing and then gets mad at you that you're not answering it. Well, like, come on, make cooch. Honestly. Big and gray. I'm like, I heard you the first time. I don't know. Give me more clues. And then he'll do like, like trunk with his arm. I'm like... What? I don't know what you're
3: doing. Isn't there like certain rules too? You're not supposed to do certain. Yeah, things. you can't like yeah. say and those. A word. Forget it. Jerry did all of them.
1: Yeah, you got to sneak uh, it in there.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> stressful being on the receiving end of all that energy, <laughs> oh man. God.
4: Well, Jerry. So yeah, you came into our family when you did, and it was probably was a culture shock for who or a shell shock because we were all used to it. It was really nothing new to us, and it was always loud like that in our house. Oh we yeah. I can imagine, you know, a single uh,
0: Yeah, we were comparing to like a bit last night about the differences in the way they were raised. So the Cunningham family were, you know, didn't have a ton of money, had a ton of kids to feed. They'd have like two cans of spaghettios and a can of pop to feed all seven kids. And my dad was little Mr. Prince over there. He got his laundry pressed and folded, <laughs> laid out for him. All the food he could possibly ever stuff in his face, waiting. It nice. It's the Italian way, man. Like
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> That was the reasoning for my
3: comment to say you left Thanksgiving dinner hungry. Yeah. Yes. Because there was probably one turkey leg for like eight people <laughs> yeah. that you each all had to have yeah. a pick out of. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know, and you know, on my, I think Annette, Annette always tells the story when she first went to my house, you know, or my mom and dad's house and my mom would wake up and make her big breakfast and all this. And Annette was like, wow, what is this all about? This is awesome. We got to come back here more (laughs) because, you know, and it's no knock on your family, but it's just, you know, seven kids compared to me. And, you know, my mom, you know, that's, you know, she was Italian and I mean, you know, you, you never ran out of food at my house. I mean, it didn't matter. Somebody could show up at my mom's house unexpected with like eight kids and she'd have enough food to feed everybody. You know, it's just the way it was, you know, it's kind of different, but.
0: (laughs) Well, we got to bring it back around to one of our highlighted stories of this podcast. We got to talk about the infamous forest fire.
1: (laughs) Well you know, again, I I can relate this when I was a kid, I caught the hill on fire behind my house and had, you know, got big, big trouble for that. And then, uh, last year, we, uh, you know, we, I was outside putzing around on a Saturday morning, nice and leisure Saturday morning. And Annette had started a fire on Thursday. So I'm trying to preface this by saying it wasn't all my fault, but I, but she had this fire, you know, we have a fire pit and of course, There's a burn ban here in the Northeast at certain times of the month. And we were kind of within the burn ban, but we burned anyway (laughs) in our fire pit. So I got up Saturday morning and I went out. So Thursday
0: was the fire. Yes. And then now it's Saturday. Now
1: it's Saturday. So I went out to the fire pit to clean out the ashes, which we always dump into her composter. And I cleaned out the ashes about nine o'clock in the morning in a bucket. And I took them, and then I got busy, and I set the bucket down, and I took a hose, and I sprayed on top of the bucket. You know, that's what you would normally do. It's what Smokey Bear would tell you to do. So <laughs> then I got busy with some yard work and everything. So then about probably eleven, eleven thirty, 11.30, I go over there, take the bucket, and I dump it in the composter and, uh, you know, go about my merry business. And about three hours later, we're in the house. And also,
0: they're watching my, like, four-month-old
1: yes, at this time yeah.
0: because I was at an event. So my dad, he drives me to this event at, like, 5 p.m. and picks me up at 8 p.m. So this happened within that three-hour period, and my four-month-old is present.
1: So I'm <laughs> I'm in the bathroom taking my time, and all of a sudden I hear Annette yelling my name jerry jerry well this car driving down the road just pulls in our driveway and comes banging on our door and i don't hear any of this because i'm in the bathroom in the back and they are like, hey you got a fire out there you got a fire out there so and that start yelling at me and when i come out of the bathroom i have shorts no shirt no shoes and i'm like what what what's going on oh there's a fire so i run <laughs> out of the house and the whole time I'm thinking to myself, what idiot set the place on, <laughs> what, like, how can we have a fire? I, I there's <laughs> nobody, you know, so I run out of the house. I put on some, you know, just shoes like tennis shoes and I run out there and my RV or our RV, my Annette's greenhouse and our big shed, the fire literally is about five feet from all three of those structures. And fortunately, my neighbor, a couple doors down, he had seen it and he comes running over and grabbed my fire hose. So I grabbed a rake and I start (laughs) pushing the fire away from everything. And Neil was a neighbor at the time he since moved. He starts spraying with the hose, which wasn't very effective because the hose couldn't get over that far. Then my other neighbor that we've been mentioning, Nick, he comes over. By the time he got over there, we had three fire trucks there. All volunteer, you know. So they must, you know, they always, I guess, want something to do. So I felt good about that. But they, they come over and they start, you know, helping. But I mean, we had a big blaze of going, uh, you know. I, I and, yeah, it, it
0: wasn't a mini fire like a whole no, acre it, it was, was on fire. It was
1: windy, and the wind was blowing. But the whole time, I'm standing there thinking, how the hell did this start? Because it's it's kind of blowing away from our house. So I'm thinking, well, my neighbor must have done it. So I'm, I'm like, well, you know, I'm. Yeah, you're like what an idiot? Because again, it's a no, you know, no burn, and that's what I'm thinking. Who, who's been burning? And <laughs> signs us. And
2: yeah. so
1: I literally, you know, and and I know I guarantee you the the fire captain of the volunteer fire department, they probably thought I was like not trying to tell the truth, but I was talking to the guy, and I'm like, man, I don't know. I, you know, this guy come knocking on the door. I have no idea. And I wa- honest to God, and I swear to this day, I wasn't even thinking about dumping that ashes in the compost because it happened so much earlier. And, you know, and, and who in the hell would think that would call on fire six hours later? So, this old guy that he said he'd been with the volunteer fire department for like 40 years, he's got a blower out there and he's blowing the leaves around to make sure, you know, and all that. And he hits that compost thing where the leaves are at, and there's a big hole in the side of it because I made the composter out of plywood there's a big hole and the guy looks at me and he's like, Hey, right there's where the fire started. And I looked over there and I'm like, like, I don't know
0: what that is. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I I, should I say, well, that's been there. Or like, (laughs) I'm like, should I come clean? Like, should I do? And I'm like, Oh yeah. I said, Oh, you're right, man. And I, then I told him about the comp, you know, the throwing in the composter and he's looking at me like, why didn't you tell me that before? You know, like I made it up, but I honestly forgot.
0: Or didn't think because the also the fire was from Thursday.
1: Yeah, like I, you know, I never even thought yeah, those you ashes didn't would be. Think hot. there were
0: embers or anything. No,
4: and yeah. well, it looked like if it was going away from your house.
1: Yeah, that somebody else did it. Like, or it was coming from one of the other neighbors. I mean, literally. And but luckily, but God, you know, whew.
0: luckily the only thing that actually got burnt up was the neighbor's old already broken lawnmower.
1: Yeah, no houses. Well, about no- an acre and a half of. Well, trees, trees. <laughs>
0: but like nobody's <laughs> so, house or no, like no we can there. tell the story lightheartedly because nobody's, yeah,
1: nobody got hurt. You know, of course I thought I was going to get a big old fine because the, the fire chief comes over and he says, Hey, uh, Jerry, come on over here. I got to talk to you. And I'm like, Oh boy, here it comes. No burn band, <laughs> fire, burn an acre and a half blah blah. blah. And he's like, yeah, you know, just, you need to sign right here, you know, blah, blah, blah. We just want to document everything's out. And, you know, we're going to leave and this and that and the other. And we're like, oh, okay, thanks. And and he left. But but here's the ironic thing. Really what burned, and uh, I hope my name. So I went around and I talked to all the neighbors. Hey, sorry about the commotion. <laughs> I caught on fire, blah, blah. And my neighbor <laughs> over there, uh, they weren't home. Hold it. Hold it. And. They were out of town, so I had to wait till Sunday. They got back, and I went over and knocked on their door, and I'm like, hey, you know that lawnmower you had back there? Well, it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what happened? So I told him, and he's like, oh, it's okay. I've been wanting to take it to the dump anyway. But the neighbor's yard that I actually burned up, because it wasn't my property, it literally, over an acre of it was this other neighbor's property who lives catty-corner to us, and I went down there twice and knocked on their door. And nobody ever answered. So if she or he is listening right now, it never happened. <laughs> yeah. like, we're just making this shit up. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is a for fun story. Well, It was, it was actually Neil. Not yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Neil's gone anyway. Yeah, Neil so moves that's and perfect. You
1: need to call Neil. He lives up in New Hampshire somewhere now. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, this was another part from like when I was... We were chatting with Nick and Jen. Nick was like, from his perspective, he's like, I looked over and I just saw Jerry in the middle of a ring of fire with shorts and <laughs> tennis shoes on. He's like, I uh, ran over there and I was like, he was just looked so calm and collected. I was like, I was panicked. Yeah. Well, that's what,
4: when I was asking about it because I'm like, well, how big of a fire was this? It seemed like it couldn't, couldn't have been that big. Oh no, they're about 12 feet in the air. And I was like, so it was a huge fire. It wasn't like, it was, oh yeah, no, it wasn't yeah. just
1: a little like control old brush fire it got out of control quick because we have you know where we live we have all these little seedlings that pop up with these pine trees and so there were some pine trees out there probably you know maybe 12 feet high they're probably a couple years old and there there was like 30 or 40 of them and you just see that fire shooting up and then it would hit the big trees the real tall trees and then it would start going up the trunk of those trees and I'm out there with a rake and I'm in the middle, and I'm trying to scoop <laughs> everything i you know and I mean, I was sweat. I was totally panicked, you know if you know if if my heart didn't go out of rhythm there, it's never <laughs> going
0: out of well and
4: and, and firefighters show up. Stand back, sir. You've done enough.
1: <laughs> yeah, you've done enough damage. <laughs> Let the professionals <laughs>
4: handle it. And
0: like I said, he literally dropped me off in an event at five. Picked me up at like, I mean, maybe nine o'clock. And I get in the car and he's you like. He smell
3: like a fire, like a complete well, fire. He, like,
0: he's all, he looks all like him. just. And he's like, well, I caught the backyard on fire. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I, I feel really bad about it. I don't, oh, man. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I couldn't, I, you know. He was like, and I was like, "What are you talking about? Like what?" And he like couldn't. He wasn't like telling me the story. He's just like, "Yeah." And I had a had a couple of drinks, and I'm just and I'm thinking like, my daughter, like his what? adrenaline was still like leaving oh, his totally, body. I was
1: totally disheveled.
0: And we get back home, and I'm like, "Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> You're not kidding. <laughs> you caught the backyard. I mean, the trees are black." The ground is charred. I'm like, oh, my God. When you catch something on fire, you do it right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. I have another little mild story about fire and the cuddy. And we might have told this on the first podcast, but at our house in Vegas, we call it our Galena house. Oh, yeah. My bedroom had windows that all faced our backyard. My dad had this, like, a really aggressive blowtorch thing. And yeah,
1: it's, you know, it's, you, you if you, I'm sure our listeners, you buy these things and you hook them onto a big propane tank and in the desert where you don't have grass, you can use it, you know, the fire, like a torch and you burn your weeds in your yard. So go ahead. Yeah. that's so, what I did.
0: <laughs> so I'm like getting dressed or something and like my dad has this thing and he's doing it. And then like, I look away, I look back. And this bush is on fire, like engulfed in fire. And I see my dad sprinting across <laughs> the, the backyard. I
1: mean, it gets, quick. Gets
0: the hose. He's sprinting back across the backyard <laughs> to put this bushfire out. I was out. preparing you for the big one. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Uh, Well, at our Galena house where we lived, we had these, they, they're the little short pine like bushes, you know, mm-hmm. and there was a whole row of them. And. So I, you know, was going under there with it, and then I turned around, you know, and I'm doing this, and I turned back around, and I mean, that thing took <laughs> off, and I got no way to put it out. So I'm, I dropped that thing. I'm running to get the hose. I can't even get the hose out there, and it's smoldering on my- so I literally finally had to just start stomping. I'm surprised <laughs> I didn't get burnt. But yeah, that was another goof. <laughs> oh so I try to avoid the fire. That's why Annette. Moral likes- to
3: the story, keep fire away from you. Yeah, or any and, Ed- of it. It.
1: and Annette always wants to go out and start these fires. And I'm very leery now. Like, you know, I just don't <laughs> have the, like, I'm not ambitious now to just start fires.
0: Yeah,
2: that's probably a good thing. <laughs> and the funny part about Net too is she goes nuts with the fire. She it's goes like ham. I, sit, I watch her in action. I'm just like, I can't believe she's got like a ten foot blaze going. Yeah. she's throwing more trees on top of them. Like, yeah, exactly. she legit throws. That's our, another
3: Cunningham trait because that's exactly your dad. He does the same thing. More fuel to the fire. She at all legit times. throws.
4: So my fireplace. It doesn't. And it's not going to get out of there. Well, the
3: other night at Net and Jerry's, when you were having a fire, a fire pit with Dan, you guys were. <laughs> Putting big old branches with leaves attached.
1: Uh, See, I was sitting there and I was I was remaining calm. (laughs) I tried to be calm. Covered with ash. Those embers were (laughs) going way up in the air and they were still like had a spark in them. And I'm thinking, oh boy, here comes PTSD, the fire department. PTSD. <laughs> Part two. You go to bed and then you wake up and you see this stuff flashing out there. Like, oh, yeah.
0: shit. I don't think they give you three strikes, you're out. When you get two fires, they're nah. like, all right, you're moving. You have to move. Yeah, I can't have any more fire departments
1: anywhere. come to my house. Yeah. I don't need that. Yeah.
0: My mom will literally throw our entire Christmas tree in the fire pit and just blaze it up. That thing burns like a son of a gun, it just takes off. Yeah. Well, this wouldn't be a Griswold episode without bringing some camping stories into the mix. And one in particular is the the middle-of-the-night honking (laughs) story. Oh, that was
1: years ago. But I also have another one when we went did that family reunion. Like you tell me, talk about me being calm. Yeah, right. Let me talk about that one first. Oh, okay, yeah. So we did this family reunion up in...
0: Glenwood Glenwood Springs
1: yeah up in in that area so we had the whole family there rented all these places to stay everything's wonderful the whole deal So mind
0: you I set all this up and on the drive back down the hill I was like I am never doing this again
1: and so (laughs) we get up there and everything is going great we're having a great time for the most part (laughs) and then all of a sudden the cooge somehow gets the keys locked in her car. Yeah.
0: Well, there was already oh, there man. was already bad vibes, tension because as a grown adult, I went off and did my own thing for like 2 hours and the family doesn't like it when people go off and do their own thing. So everybody was already pissy that a couple yeah. of us went into town.
1: Yeah, and then come back and then you come back and then the keys get locked in the car. And 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 again, Remember it clearly. Let's don't get aggravated here. Let's just call trip away.
0: No, that is not what happened. That's that what is I not said. What yes, it is. I didn't want to tell my dad because I knew he would freak out. So I went to my brother's, which was also not the best idea. And I'm like, because all of us were not sober. We that weren't. was the
1: other problem. <laughs> and everybody was drunk. <laughs> and I was me, I wasn't.
0: And I went to my brothers and I said, you guys, because they're some quasi criminals. I was like, you guys, I locked my keys in the car, but I don't want anyone to know. They're like, all right, we're on it. We're going to get break. We're going to break in to get the keys out of the car because Nick and Jen, if you're listening, I didn't want my dad to freak out because I knew he would freak out.
1: Well, and I did freak out when I saw the car. If you guys remember it looked like they took a crowbar to it, trying to get the thing. Everything was dented and j- banded up. And then I went ballistic. You know, my heart went out of rhythm. And I like, what do you, what are you doing? I said to call from the get go, away. You didn't know then from the get go. Well, but I, I knew enough what was going on that we could have just sit around, had some beers, had some fun. The guy from Tripway shows up, pops it open. But instead, your car sustained about a thousand dollars damage trying to get. <laughs> The door open,
4: <laughs> yeah, I and my... how, I don't remember how I caught wind of it, but Johnny was out there. Was like, oh, I can get in this thing, I just, I just need a coat hanger, yeah. and he shredded that.
1: Thing. <laughs> I was like, mm. Yeah, yeah, because they had all had too much to drink, you know, and they're trying to, and then Jimmy did something, grabbed the top of it. To try to get it, to pull it oh, apart, yeah, the yeah. door apart, and the whole thing bend off.
0: Yeah, and my dad was so pissed, he had to go to bed at like 6 p.m. I, I went and laid down. <laughs> I thought I was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> and, and like Paula mentioned earlier, when my dad's in good spirits, he's the life of the party, and when he's a bad mood, he Can't makes handle. the whole vibe of the party. No, I don't. A I try. To, I try to
1: remove myself. <laughs> was yeah. this
4: the same one where... Um, My mom had to have the oxygen.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No.
3: No, that was the difference. No, that was was Breckenridge. That was back when. Oh, yeah. The the first one. Oh, that one was Breckenridge. This one was was
0: Glenwood Springs. Springs.
1: Oh, that's right, Breckenridge, your Cause mom. Because in
3: the Breckenridge one, we all shared that house, remember? Yeah. And, and
1: in
0: this one, we had individual cabins.
1: Yeah. Oh,
4: now, now okay, yeah. now I remember. Yeah, it,
0: to yeah this one was more rough and it camping yeah. style in these, like, cabins. Yeah, that's and right. It's when
3: c- we finally realized that we vacationing with our adult children yeah. probably wasn't the best idea. Right. Exactly. In such Last close one. proximities yeah.
0: <laughs> to each other. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, camping for a family reunion is a crazy idea. In well, hindsight. and this was <laughs> like this was we like want the everyone to be first
0: Reunion where everybody was a drinking age adult, except for yeah. Trevor. Yeah, for the most except part, for Trevor, and most were just starting off the drinking right. age, so we're taking it a bit too far. And the parents were Excuse just me, having, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. He Dan,
1: had a meltdown. Dan, there. if you're
3: listening, turn it off right now.
1: I think yeah. Dan, Dan had a meltdown. Everybody, like I did.
3: everybody at one point had a meltdown. That's right.
1: I remember, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that that's coming back to me now. Yeah, Dan.
3: <laughs> definitely more than one meltdown at that we never reunion. Had a we didn't know. We never having a meltdown. No, I definitely.
1: There was had a few meltdown. of them on that trip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there it was. It, was, it, was, it
4: was... gets sort of comical when that whole group gets together because you know the personalities and the anger issues. That... Yeah. yeah, just relax. I'm on vacation. Yeah, I mean we had that stream right there, and you were fishing. And- yeah, again we oh, can look. I was nice, perfectly
0: happy
1: yeah. until <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Until my car got yeah. messed up, you oh, had to lose your God. marbles over it. Okay, but go back to the and and as you can see to our listeners, like looking back on it, we can get a good laugh. But in the moment, it is tense. <laughs> I mean, it is <laughs> tense. Oh God. to say the least. All right. Oh, well, so, oh,
4: no, that was the same time I said, Hey, when you guys come back, bring some beer. And Chase brought back a six pack of Miller High Life.
1: Was <laughs> and there's like
4: 40 people there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That was, that was, that was see, but in Hot time was fun. It had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. But then, well, the time your mom, you know, you, so that, that was kind of good, though, because Jim and, the mom got sick because elevation yeah, sickness, altitude, altitude sickness, and uh, so we had to get this. We had to call this company. They brought oxygen up, but that was a good relief for hangovers because Jim and Dan. Jim and they, kept stealing. Jim kept stealing the oxygen because <laughs> he was over every day. Yeah, it I'm was not, I just, I Couldn't get over that. <laughs>
0: Good tip for the listeners. Yeah, exactly. Get an oxygen tank for yeah. your hangovers. Yeah, steal the
4: oxygen tank from, <laughs> from your old like
3: mom. 60-year-old mother. <laughs> yeah. Chase only buys a six-pack of beer for 40 people. You steal oxygen from your mother. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> for your
4: hangover.
3: Yeah.
1: We just go oh, right there and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, several years ago, when we first moved to to into our house on Tierra Street, which was the first home we owned, our neighbors was a guy named Mike and Becky. Very, very fun people. Mike was a mechanic at Johnny Walker RV. So it was kind of, you know, our first indoctrination to camping in an RV. So Mike and Becky invited us to go to Panguitch Lake. Um, they had a son or no, they had a daughter, which was been, would be the same age as Johnny, but there was no kids involved at that time. Cause we just moved into that house. And so they invited us to go camping up to Panguitch Lake or somewhere like I don't, it might not have been, but well, anyways, up in Utah. So we're like, okay. And, you know, and, you know, Mike was a partier and, you know, at the time I was young and I was, a, you know, we liked to party and to get after it. And so we we leave after he got off of work on a Friday from Johnny Walker. So he brings a tent trailer home and we take off about six o'clock, seven o'clock. So we we're driving up there. It's like a three hour drive and now it's, you know, pitch dark. And so Mike, you know, I forget I started driving at one point. He had a big old, like suburban van. Well, he the way he hooked it the car he hooked up the wiring and everything for us to travel. But the problem was that van, the suburban van, every time you turn to the left, the horn would blow.) <laughs> So, we you know, that wasn't bad. Like, we're driving up there, you know, drive through a town and make a left-hand turn. (laughs) So, but now we get up there, it's like 10 o'clock at night, and we pull into this campground, and I'm driving, and we have to make like five left-hand turns. Go up, left, left, (laughs) back, left. I mean, so I'm going... <laughs> <laughs> and you, you can hear some people like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> and Mike keeps saying, don't turn left. I'm like, well, I got to turn left. We got to get to our campus spot. I almost shut it off and, like, let's just unhook it and pull it over. <laughs> I'm like, Mike, why? He said, you know, I said, well, why does it keep the horn? So I don't know. I must have wired it wrong. <laughs> oh my God, what a trip that was! Yeah. I mean, these people were. Next morning we got up. I was embarrassed. I was, I was like hiding. I don't want to see anybody. <laughs> I mean, we were waking the whole camp. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, another classic. So a lot of the Griswold stuff happened during camping when we were young. We cam- like our we camped a lot up at Penguage Lake. We had a pop up tent trailer, and another good one about middle of <laughs> the night noise. We had our, our childhood dog. Her name was Misty. <laughs> oh. And she, you know, was in the tent trail. She was having diarrhea or something. So in the middle of the Shit. night, she got up. My dad let her out. Well, then she kind of took off. And my dad was like, Misty! <laughs> he was like whis- whisper yelling. <laughs> Misty! <laughs> Misty!
1: <laughs> like I was trying to be quiet. <laughs> Well, Karen, Karen Hannah, another one of our uh-huh. friends, they were with us, wow. and they were at the, they were right next door. And Karen woke up the next morning, and she's she like, like, "Man, all I heard was Jerry Satan, Mr. Hanner, Mr. Hanner. <laughs> And I couldn't see her because it was pitch dark. And I'm like, you stupid dog. Like, because, you know, she would run off to poop, but she never came back. She wasn't coming back. Yeah. And I couldn't see her anywhere. I was out there for like 20 minutes. Misty. <laughs> Misty. It's but like three o'clock in the morning. Like You're whispering,
0: like, oh. but yell whisper. Oh, my God. So uh, good. And then he, you know, he's a morning person. So we're in close quarters. So he'd wake up in the morning and he'd be like, singing songs and <laughs> being super annoying the rest of us are like oh my god this guy
1: you gotta get up and go i would always with johnny and jimmy go uh jo- you know you know johnny <laughs> like mr calm
0: that's we, sarcasm we, by the way
1: <laughs> well i'd take my boys camping and or we'd go camping and you know i'd try to take them fishing and we'd be up at panguitch lake and and i'd tell them okay now you know they were like you know, middle school. Like, you got to get up in the morning. You know, we got to go get them, you know, blah, blah, blah. Come so, on, boys. Let's yeah. go
0: find them. Come on, boys. Let's go <laughs> so find
1: I'd, them. I'd get up at like, you know, <laughs> six in the morning and I'd say, that's I'd, Come on, boys. Let's go find them. And Joy, <laughs> <Yeah! laughs> Shut up.
0: <laughs> well, be, it's, okay. To Johnny's credit, it'd be after the thirtieth repeat, early in the morning. Come on, boys, let's go find it. Like literally, would say it thirty times, and he'd be like, "Dad, shut up!" <laughs> after like the thirtieth time. Uh, oh hey, my god,
1: that's what family's all about. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we had exactly. A good, time, so.
0: good times. Well. We do have a million more of these, but uh we'll, we r- can, we'll yeah,
1: I've, I've had enough <laughs> enough trauma in my lifetime of childhood camping with the kids and the families and all that. But it well, was fun. the
3: theme of this is what Jerry's not you he says he's calm, but he's not. And just a little story about your producer here, a little side note. Not about camping, but he thinks he's not dramatic, but he is, can be very dramatic when we moved from <laughs> when we moved from Vegas to Phoenix and Jim went ahead because he had a job and I was left behind to sell the house and I had Chase and Joe and Chase was probably 6 maybe 5 or 6 and I decided that I was just going to eat what was in the house. I wasn't going to buy any more food and so I was going to use up as much as I could before we moved. So needless to say, we had pancakes a lot because everybody's always got pancakes mixed. (laughs) And so every night I would make pancakes or whatever. And Chase was like, we are so (laughs) poor. (laughs) We have no food.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
3: And he always says he's not dramatic. But well, he can get very dramatic.
0: All the men this is another thing I had to tell Nick and Jen, is that all the men in our family are way more dramatic than yes. the women and they think it's the opposite. Exactly. Not. I
3: agree. Yeah,
2: Were you know that dramatic, that Chase? Uh, I, I wouldn't. I'm not dramatic. I'm cool, calm, collected at all times. <laughs> and he
3: just was... And needless to say, Chase, food was usually pretty important in Chase's world. But when he was little like that, he just like was sincere and just... Thought that we were really going to die of hunger
0: because we had to have pancakes every day. <laughs>
2: Sleeping on mattresses on the floor. And- <laughs> what else was I supposed to think? Yeah. Eating pancakes every day? Yeah. I won't
0: put Jim on the spot about the ketchup and mustard. Oh. We can talk about that off camera, <laughs> off the mics. But everybody knows that story. Yeah. Everybody who's in the family knows the story already. <laughs> yeah. So, moral of the story if you're a woman listening, which is our lesser of the crowd you're not the dramatic one exactly it's the men it's all
2: the men yeah well we'll
0: agree to disagree on that one yeah (laughs) that's fine you can keep telling your story we get it thanks for coming on jim and paula yeah our pleasure joining us for the griswold part two
1: it was fun we uh you know for our listeners out there we're gonna we have a little break in the action we're uh I'm departing on a a, a delayed cruise for the next couple weeks, and then Chase is heading. I'm off to Cabo
2: for a bachelor party. It's going to be wild times. So we're
1: going to have to shut down the studio for a few weeks, but we'll be back. Yeah, we'll We'll have more guests,
0: more guests, more more stories, stories. And and
1: and Jim and Paula, our guests today, will be moving moving to saratoga springs in a couple of years june 2025 yep june
3: so 2025. we'll have to have them Looking on more
1: guests it. with more stories That's the tour
2: exactly
3: we'll all right that. and chase we probably will have a lot of pancakes before we like move the household so <laughs>
2: sounds about right
3: <laughs> he won't be there
0: so it's <laughs>
1: fine well thanks guys for having being on appreciate it everybody out there have a good week and we'll see you when we get back
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, Wherever you're streaming this podcast, if you would be so kind as to give us a subscribe and maybe even a review. In addition, you can find us for any updates on social media, Facebook or Instagram. Our handle is at Cuddy and the Cooge, Cuddy with a C, Cooge with a K.
1: Or you can email any questions or submit any feedback to Cooge at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.